Welcome to another episode of the Milky Brand Podcast. And today with Philip Jensen. Uh, hi, Philip. Hello. <laughs> Philip is a marketing and employer branding or marketing genie at Critical Tech Works. And this episode will be about nurturing a brand with storytelling. I will start with the first question. So when it comes to attracting top talent to a company, how can storytelling be used to make the company more appealing? Well, uh, I think that storytelling is a tool that gives context to the audience um, about the company, about the job, about the role, and uh, about the culture, uh, mostly. And if you just tell people what it's about, they don't engage with, uh, with your message as much as if you show them and they reach the conclusions on their own. And so storytelling is, is, um, is a bit uh, like treating your audience like adults. Uh, and I think it, it was the great uh, innovation that storytelling, you know, because storytelling has been used for ages before marketing. We, we started giving the name of storytelling and applying that concept fairly recently. Uh, but uh, that's the innovation is that, uh, People uh, like to make up their own minds. They don't like to feel like they're manipulated. And marketing has that pitfall. And it has to, you know, straddle that fine line uh, without going over and becoming too commercial. And I think storytelling is a very powerful tool to do that. And in employer branding, it's uh, critical because the message is not as clear as selling a product. You, you, you need to... Um, uh, you need to attract, not convert. And that difference uh, suits storytelling a little bit better, I think, because attraction is a long-term uh, process in order to feel attract, uh, attracted. So you, you start by getting curious, then you start being interested, then you are engaged. While conversion, there's usually a moment, a click, uh, something. And, uh, and, and storytelling is quite useful to keep a story going throughout time uh, about your brand, about uh, what's it we like to work at the place, who we are as an employer, how our coworkers are. There's all all these stories that, through time, can can paint a picture in the minds of our audience, and I think it's that's critical. And you were talking about attraction and converting. So, do you think the storytelling needs to adapt to the different stages? Yes, I think that I personally think that. Uh, the marketing funnel is uh, alive in all marketing disciplines and in employer branding, it, it is as well. Um, I think that storytelling uh, has a, uh, how, how should I say it, has a, a path it needs to walk. Mm -hmm. It depends on, on whatever context is, is there, but there's always a path and it starts with uh, uh, creating recognition, uh, bringing awareness and then going further and further into details. And people have to imagine themselves working at the place you are promoting. Uh, and they have to, to picture themselves and, and, and feel good about it. And so it's, it's not easy to uh, use a, like a one sentence uh, employer value proposition to explain all that, you know, usually, uh, uh, employer value propositions are, are 
like skin deep. They they don't go too mm-hmm. deep. They're catchy, but not 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 informative. And so you really need a strategy that's based on time. That's that's uh, that uh, engages with people in a in a deeper way. And uh, so. I like to think of it as a tra- as attraction instead of conversion. Although there's a conversion moment when people apply, of course. But uh, I think that the top talent, um, yeah, I, I personally don't think that uh, top talent is easily converted because uh, okay. they, I have to imagine that they are hard to convince. So I can create a strategy that uh, that is appealing because it may be true it may be that top talent is looking for a job change and they'll convert easily but you i i personally don't think it's a good idea to assume that so storytelling becomes useful to me as as a framework so i can strategize and 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 my team gets all the pieces together and we make a, a little consumer journey we do all the tools actually <laughs> that's great And in your opinion, uh, what is the key elements uh, that you're based on the to create a good storytelling? Um, well, uh, but, uh, the most important thing is to uh, show people and not tell people. That is mm-hmm. the um, what I was talking about: allowing people to to arrive at their own conclusions, to feel attracted. It's a two-way process, uh, and uh, the other is to uh, employ uh, our coworkers uh, and use, for example, testimonials. We use a lot of testimonials to spread uh, whatever message we need to spread, both internally and externally. And uh, I think that's crucial because, like I said, people have to imagine themselves. Um, working at a place or doing something and if they see people that they identify themselves with because they're in the same community or they have the same role or they're both you know javascript developers whatever they can they can mirror themselves and and, and see and project themselves into the future already converted and that's the first step Uh, so we use a lot of our our, our resources, our, our our people. They are our best asset in creating storytelling, story stories that engage. And uh, actually, I am almost I would say ninety five percent of the times always surprised by the stories that uh, our coworkers bring because they're a lot more engaging than anything I could have imagined. Uh, my mm, Uh, we we picture the strategy as we think it would work, and then it becomes a lot deeper, a lot richer, more textured, more believable. It's based on reality. It's not based on a hook. Um, and uh, and yeah, so uh, it's always the same process. Uh, we we come up with an idea. That idea becomes a lot better by the time we start speaking with our coworkers and they start sharing. And um, and uh, sometimes it's it's just little snippets of a sentence, but we know that people will resonate with at some level somewhere. Um, and also, uh, I see that in in you know in uh, real time when when we go to job fairs and we bring developers to 
to our booths to speak with uh, mm-hmm. on our behalf, and uh, they don't tell they don't talk to other developers about the projects. They don't talk about the benefits. They don't talk about uh, you know the salaries. They talk about their experience, and that engages. And us, I'm not a recruiter, but sometimes I work as a recruiter, not confidently, but. Uh, we, we, we really can't match that energy, you know, then we can talk about the details. Okay. Send the CD there and then reassure them and use, um, you know, human to human techniques to, to get the conversion. Mm -hmm. But the, the real work is made by our core workers that paint a picture of what it's like to work there, that we could not as easily do it. And since we are already talking about people. And the way that you can involve them more, how can mm-hmm. storytelling be leveraged to foster a sense of belonging within a company? Uh, well, uh, because culture is a shared story, mm. a, a story shared by many people, basically. So uh, corporate culture is no different, I think. Uh, I think that, you know, <laughs> speaking a bit esoterically, I think... Uh, our shared, I wouldn't say beliefs, but our shared principles and values, uh, our shared experiences, they create like a um, uh, a space uh, in which uh, the veterans can uh, welcome people into by sharing, by opening. And um, that space needs to be nurtured, usually by what we call in, uh, in our company, the internal comms team, but we all work, we all uh, developers and corporate people, all of them work uh, towards that. And it's, uh, um, uh, it's like I said, it's a shared experience. So new people come, they didn't, they didn't witness, for example, uh, last year's Christmas party. So we tell mm-hmm. stories about them. It becomes like a little myth, a little, you know, and watch out with that guy. And, and every little <laughs> people has that story, you know, and, and it builds up. And um, and yeah, and it happens organically. If the place is good, it really happens without effort. You need to foster it by, you know, uh, shedding light onto it. But you don't need to feed content into it because it feeds itself. Um, so, yes, I think storytelling uh, is... Um, is a great way to to you know give visibility to this shared experience that is working in a nice place you know and uh, and even um, uh, interpersonally I think that when when um, when you need help at your work because you you're not something's wrong, you know, you, you're not performing as well as you should, or something's happening. Uh, if, if there's um, a strong culture, and I'm not saying that uh, the place is toxic or not toxic, but if there is a, a strong culture, uh, help will come organically because there are other stories of people who needed help. And, uh, you know, they know uh, before they need help that they can ask for help. Uh, so for, for, we uh, value autonomy a lot and autonomy uh, basically empowers people, but it, it's, it's also a bit uh, daunting to be mm-hmm. autonomous. Sometimes you need direction. 
And if you don't have a strong culture, people would get lost. And, uh, and I think that uh, our job sometimes, for instance, in onboarding new people is to show that, that culture with stories so people know that they can ask for help, that what autonomy means, because it's just a word when they get in, they're not into the culture. So it's, I mean, I think it's crucial from, by my experience, it's, uh, it's something that happens organically, but it, it's critical. It needs to be tended. It's not something you can trust that it will fix itself, you know? Of course. But you're at critical, right? And mm -hmm. you're really big. So I'm curious about one thing, because... You are mentioning that this happened organically, mm -hmm. but how, in initial phase, how do you involve people? How did you involve people in the process, in the content creation, for example? How, how do you persuade them? Mm -hmm. Well, in Critical Techers case, it's actually pretty easy, I think, uh, okay. because we have uh work-wise we are really good at delivering quickly um and that's something that our developers are proud of so when i started and i was still green at the company mm -hmm. uh i would timidly ask a developer to share something about their projects or something uh that i could uh, you know submit somewhere because uh, I, i was starved for content you know Uh, and, uh, and, and I found that people really like to share because they are proud of the work they do. Uh, so one of our values is, is uh, engineering excellence. And, you know, when I come in, a guy from marketing, engineering excellence, okay, <laughs> nice alliteration, you know, <laughs> that's cool. It didn't mean much more than that. And then I understand the true value of that value is that uh, – People want to share it. It's, it becomes easy to create content. So we started bringing these stories and these uh, success stories outside when we could, uh, also inside. So, so as we grow, we, we grew really big in the past five years uh, and really fast. So we needed to make sure. Uh, and I think the first years of the company were more dedicated to um, making sure that uh, the company became aware of itself and the successes that each unit and team had uh, more so than actually uh, focusing on the outside. That came a, a little bit later. We had to protect ourselves because of our growth, not to lose our identity and our character. Of course. Um, but uh, as I was saying, uh, it becomes easy um, to, to get that content. And when people see that... Uh, the content that they bring that they bring is valued then it becomes also easy to ask about other things like um like uh acting as ambassadors at an event or you know uh doing a talk something like that uh also sharing stuff on social media so mm -hmm. it becomes because they they feel that there's recognition once that Uh, once they see that the, the, the marketing team and the talent team really value the work that they do, uh, they start to value the work that the marketing team and the talent team does as well. So they help and they go to trade shows and they post on social media with our guidelines. And, you know, it becomes like a win-win relationship. We feed off each other. 
so um yeah uh, i think the answer is that um uh it, it's not difficult when the culture is good basically and and i'm very fortunate to work at a company uh where it's easy if it's not easy we have to push you know it's it's i've been there in other places but it's it's different uh, Yeah, content is always the biggest enemy of of marketing in my opinion. I think it's a hot take because content is hard to come by. I mean, it's easy to come by, but good content is hard to come by. Um, content. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when you find a little gold mine, you have to treasure it and protect it. And uh, and when you do, uh, that little gold mine will protect you as well. And you mentioned One thing that it was very curious, you mm-hmm. mentioned that there were stories that it was, you were internally and mm-hmm. externally. So you have stories that you don't share externally, right? Yes. Well, uh, we have, uh, we, yeah, <laughs> our culture, <laughs> our, our culture is, uh, is more important to us uh then the opportunity that the content of our our culture can provide for external communications so we would never share something that would uh, diminish uh our shared experience that's okay. one one thing so uh for instance uh let me see if i can think of a, a good example because it's tricky but The way that we are organized um, is a bit different. Our roles have different names. Uh, uh, all that is is uh, are are like in, internal tools to create a culture to cre- to create a sense of us and them. You know, it's not that there's anything wrong with them, but now you're in a different place, and, and these are the the how it is. And um, a lot of communities. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, once you have that community, uh, our roles, our avatars, they become ours. And and only after that that uh, engagement, internal engagement, was uh, accomplished, is that we start is is when we started to bring things outside. So everything we do, we actually do uh, for the community, for our community first, and then we bring it outside for our events. We're we're coming up on our fifth anniversary. We're going to do a, a, a little. Uh, event and uh, and it's for the community then we'll see if there's content to post on it, it, it there there will be but we're not really worried about it you know we just want we want to t- take care of our own and uh, and that's employer branding as well because uh, people recognize that and they will spread you know, that you know that they feel welcome we had uh, uh, an amazing christmas party uh last year in uh, in Alfendga and um we have had uh applications of of people who said that they applied because they saw whatsapp videos of their friends sharing the videos of the party so <laughs> that's you know, crazy yeah so it's it's i mean it's a good example of us working for eternally for the culture and then it pays off you know without really trying you know it really pays off so um you have to have the right intentions in mind i think and uh, and trust a bit in the process yeah. and 
I actually was thinking about an an example, a really great example that you have and that I'm a particular fan of it because I saw the videos that you post on Women's Day mm-hmm. and that was really amazing. How okay. did you involve that? How did you involve people in it? Do you know? Because, yeah. okay, it started with something internal, but they 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 come to you to ask okay can you can you share something related to this to to this kind of story or is you that go go goes to the go to them yeah well in this case uh well we we have a content strategy and uh mm-hmm. and uh it's aligned with our a uh, social res- responsibility policy with um, all sorts of initiatives and uh, we knew that we wanted to do something special for women's day something a little bit out of the ordinary and uh, the idea came up by by the marketing team by a person in my team and uh, the idea was to uh, let me put this in context uh there's still talk about you know women in tech like they're a rarity and they're the minority and it's getting better mm-hmm. but it 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 shouldn't it should be faster you know and uh, the idea was not to shine a light on that point on on you know saying that ah we're x percent women or something like that but shine a light on the individual and their interests and what they are beyond critical tech works, what they are uh, outside of work, because that's, that's what makes, um, that would, that's what makes people unique and diverse because we had a fado singer and a rock climber and uh, they're different, but they're the same. And uh, yeah, so the idea was, you know, uh, how should I say it? Uh, to show uh, that women have, are in this case, women, but it could be any uh, any other subject. The uh, people have whole dimensions outside of work, you know. And exactly. at critical tech works, we need to value that, and we can't ask them to sacrifice any of it, you know. First of all. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't uh, demand uh, time from that. You know, we have we want them because of who they are, not what they bring to the company. Uh, and that's what we try to 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 put across. And also because um, some of our our coworkers uh, who have been with us from from the first days, they are. Uh, important people in the fabric of our culture, and they deserve a little bit of um, of uh, I wouldn't say recognition, but of the acknowledgement. You know that uh, it's not easy, but it's it, it's not it shouldn't be as hard as it is. Better yet, but. Uh, uh, yeah, you you have the freedom to have all your dimensions with you when you work with us, and when you work in tech, not just with us. When you work in in tech in in this industry, that's really interesting because this is a living proof that you just 
think about the people and the people come first. Yeah. So. And yeah, and it's a good example of what I was talking about of the stories because uh, I forgot to answer the second part of your question. Uh, we came up with the idea and uh, we knew one or two two people who had interesting stories that we knew would be good content. And then we just uh, um, uh, created a, a little form and asked people to 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 come up with with ideas. And we we selected. We have a backlog of content okay. <laughs> still. So okay. uh, and the, lots of people with in, incredible stories. And then it was a matter of arranging the schedule and, and shooting the content. And it, that was that. Uh, so. It was a mixture. We 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 put a call to action, and people came, and they brought more than we could possibly imagine. You know, we couldn't imagine. We thought about many things. We didn't know we would have a fado singer or and a, a Girl Scout. I mean, those two things we would never have imagined if if we were thinking, you know, brainstorming about it. Uh, so, and it's interesting. It's better than you know uh, anything that we would have come up with. Uh, would have been cliche because if we were any other marketing team, not any other, but if we were a more uh, a less uh, people-focused uh, marketing machine, we would do the stories and then look for people who fitted into the story. Mm -hmm. We exactly. looked for the people who brought the good stories, you know? Wow. That's really amazing. Mm. So move on to another special part of ours. You already know a little bit of our <laughs> of our little game, no? Yeah. <laughs> but... I think I forgot about it, but okay. <laughs> Until I will now. remember you. Yeah. I will remember you. The game is Love or Spill the Milk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the idea behind it is or you love it, you love the sentence that I will say, or you spill the milk. Uh, say a little bit about it and why don't you agree with it <laughs> okay are you ready Sounds fine. yeah first one although b2b and b2c are different you can use similar strategies to interact with both of them mm. that's a trickier one than i remember <laughs> <laughs> um i think it depends on the word similar um uh, it hinges on that word, but yeah, uh, I would spill the milk only for one reason, because I think all strategizing and all branding and all marketing starts with empathy and, mm -hmm. uh, and by empathy, I mean, putting yourself in your audience's shoes and, and discovering their pain points, you know, um, whatever. Uh, and, uh, that process is fundamentally different in uh, B2C and B2B because uh, uh, B2B is, the pain points are different. It's market-based while, uh, and it's not emotional most of the time. The, of course, there are exceptions where I'm talking about yeah. in B2C, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, you need to engage them in a different way. You can't be too commercial in B2B. You can't be not commercial. You know, you can, you have to be a little bit commercial. Um, so, and then 
and then you can use a similar framework for both or a similar content strategy for both. Yes, I can almost agree with that. You know, I would have to look mm -hmm. at the <laughs> case by case. But the beginning is, I think, it's completely different. Uh, and I've worked in, in both cases and I enjoy both cases. They have their unique uh, challenges. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't. I would spill the mil milk because I can't start the process in the same way for one and the other. That's my answer. <laughs> Good. Good answer, though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Second, and I'm just adding a little bit fire in here. Okay. <laughs> you already know me, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring it. You just need to showcase the benefits and positive aspects of a company when you use storytelling in employer branding? No. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you can. Uh, and, and lots of people do, and we do that as well. But um, I don't think that's employer branding. I think that's advertising. You know, uh, mm -hmm. branding is about creating a perception and uh, benefits do not create a perception. Uh, I mean, some benefits do, uh, but you, you, I, the, our uh, critical tech works policy about that is that we can't depend on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that, um, can you repeat the sentence just so I can uh, check a little trap that I think you made have put in there? <laughs> <laughs> of course. You just need to showcase the benefits and positive aspects of a company when you use storytelling okay. in employee branding. Okay, okay. So regarding storytelling, um, yeah, uh, I'll still spill the milk because storytelling, uh, you can't create a, a, a good story about perks or you can create one good story about uh, perks and benefits, but you can't create two or three or four. Um, and uh, good stories are about people. Good stories are about, you know, uh, imagination. And, and they are a little bit complex. And you can't, you can't tell a story with numbers. And, you, and positive aspects uh, is, uh, is a bit like, uh, uh, like, I don't know, making a bullet list of... Uh, of things that's not a story that's a bullet list that's it's <laughs> yeah it's i like the way you use that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like uh, yeah it's like asking uh, asking for a res um, a summary of a book yep. instead of reading the book it's it's not the same yeah <laughs> you're not creating value or connection exactly and uh, the work of of storytelling um I mean, you 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 strategize and you create the story that you want to tell and how it fits, and then when you start creating content and you start you know talking to people and and putting it out there, it becomes bigger. If the story is just to list out in any creative way uh, a list of things, the work does not create happy accidents that build into the story. You know. Yep. I agree. Okay. You need to take advantage of that because yeah. it's the only thing that is making it real and is making it yeah. yours. It's very unique. Exactly. 
they can i mean i think that benefits in in the you know the the positive aspects can be the structure or the how should i say the the background of a story maybe you know like they they need to be there sometimes and they need uh, they need uh, some light on them so can but you you can't really focus on them as if they are the the protagonists of the story because they are not engaging enough as much as people as much as uh you know a, a narration a narrative a device like uh, you know a beginning a middle and an end there's no beginning middle and an end to a positive aspect you know that's true i agree and since you since we are already talking about it mm -hmm. and about positive aspects how can storytelling change negative ones at a company among employees or potential potential candidates um well it, it storytelling provides context for uh difficult decisions for uh, you know crisis uh, uh, and uh, and storytelling is is also a, a device uh, for transparency if you're honest of course um, so I think that when we need to change a negative perception uh, that is untrue that is you know factually untrue um, it's usually a, a matter of perspective it's usually a matter of context it's usually something that someone took out of context and presented it or interpreted it uh, as something bad and and it's not is not telling the whole story and or uh, is not presenting it completely factually and i think that storytelling will bring context to to the issue and uh, and you know place it in in uh, in in the big picture and make it make sense. Um, of course, there are uh, situations where a negative perception is the truth, and uh, well, that's a crisis, in my opinion. That's that's something, yeah. That marketing really can't do anything about. They can ignore. They can create other stories to distract. That's that's another story. When when we think that the negative perception is not fair a fair representation then we employ uh, uh, our tools to to work on it um, we had uh, instances where we had to do that where uh, certain actions were were interpreted as policy changes and they were not policy changes they were uh, enforcements of policies that already existed and we put things in context and people understood And like I said in the beginning, uh, if there's a negative perception, the worst thing that you can do is treat people like they're not smart enough, even mm -hmm. if they're wrong, you know? So storytelling, I think it becomes crucial to see, no, 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 you're, you're not right about this, and I'm going to explain why, and you're going to figure it out on your own once you see the whole picture. Uh, and that's how we we approach that. Um, we we own up to it. That's the first thing. So that brings a little bit of respect because we could, uh, you know, whistle to the side, like we say in Portuguese, <laughs> and um, 
and uh, but no, we own own up to it, and then we explain, and then we illustrate why, and people understand. They may not like it. They may still um, uh, be, uh, you know, cold about it, but they'll understand, and that's that's all we can hope for in in these situations. And then everything else will come into play, and 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 work will work uh, on will incorporate this issue into our strategy so we'll not leave it alone and uh, and yeah so storytelling becomes really useful to create context on a, on a, a negative perception and when you have context um, it makes sense sometimes just you you can uh, change your opinion and start agreeing okay that was the right mm -hmm. move to do uh, or and sometimes you don't but at least you understand and there was a dialogue you know and that's that's i mean anything else would be irresponsible on our part if we didn't engage with a, with an audience that has a negative perception to try to make them understand to distract them to belittle them would be would wouldn't be a good thing uh, no i think it's always a bad idea when you try to just ignore it yeah I think the best way is always to be transparent and be honest about it. Talk about it. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's well. Transparency is, I think, is is one of those things that shouldn't be celebrated because it should be the norm. You know, mm. it's it's. Oh, I like that that person or that company because they're so transparent. No, being transparent is normal. It's when you're not transparent that you should be angry. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, marketing and, and uh, communication uh, steps in to help people understand. So you can be transparent, but people might not understand it. So you frame the the thing in 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 a context that makes sense for them, and it is the truth. So you're still transparent. So you're not you're not dressing up. You're just zooming out so they see the whole picture. And the why of, of whatever it is. Um, and that can be a sentence and or two words or, you know, it can be as direct as you want. And it's because of this. And then you zoom out uh, and, and people understand what this is instead of being something vague, you know. It's giving them a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, totally exactly. Okay. We already talked about the positive perspective perspective the negative one and how you deal with it but when you just do storytelling how do you measure how do you um, have feedback on it and mm -hmm. have evaluate this effectiveness of storytelling in employee branding well I think employer branding is one of the trickiest disciplines together insights because there's i mean you can use social media analytics but it's not just about uh, employer branding you have to interpret it it's, you can use your uh, career portal analytics to see uh, clicks and uh, and uh, click through rates and stuff like that mm -hmm. but uh, i mean you there's not one one uh, one stop shop for all your insights So you have to deploy uh, a multitude of, you know, um, 
listening tools and uh, uh, gathering tools so you can collect your insights. And uh, sometimes that can be as organic as being as, uh, in a trade show and listening to what people are saying about you. Uh, talking to your coworkers, we have multiple tools, multiple channels, I should say, uh, for our coworkers to speak with us uh, on a variety of subjects. Yeah, like we have the, uh, we have the, uh, I am forgetting the term, uh, a feedback gathering uh, uh, tool that is sent out to every coworker. And uh, they can they can talk about uh, almost everything from leadership to to you know outside perspective of the of the company mm -hmm. to you know their workload whatever so uh, managers and and the leadership and uh, marketing and human resources are all made aware of, of what's going on uh, okay. we have. Uh, open uh, teams channels uh, so people are constantly talking are con uh, constantly bringing things up and uh, but we don't differentiate uh, we don't have specific tools one for HR one for you know uh, dev development work one for tech ops and one for marketing or communications or uh, you know um, social listening we 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 allow people uh the freedom and the autonomy to speak up when they need to and uh, and when they feel it's pertinent. And then we need to collect and analyze. Um, that's the first first part of, of my answer to your question. So uh, in the sense that I don't think it's realistic for a company the size of Critical Techers, at least, to... Uh, deploy, for instance, a, a, a strategy based on storytelling and then have one place where they can collect all the insights. You know, they have to be mm. always listening. That's that's the point I was trying to make. Uh, and then, specifically towards storytelling, um, I think <laughs> the answer is going to be the culture again because uh, we promote a lot of crosstalk between departments. So, oh. for instance, when we had the Women Beyond uh, uh, campaign, we launched it first on on our uh, uh, internal uh, channels and then on uh, external media, and we already knew it was going to be a success based on on the feedback we got internally, because people were really impressed and they would see me or other members of of the team. Uh, and they would they would congratulate. Look, this is really good. Uh, and so we knew. Oh, okay, we we did something right here. Uh, and that's uh, that is something that uh, is very frail. You know, it's it's it can be easily lost in many companies that openness to to receive constant feedback. And I think I'm fortunate to work in a place like that that uh, I can easily. Uh, get a sense uh, and then together uh, we work these insights into something more qualitative and then we go to you know google analytics and and uh, instagram analytics and then we we extract the information we need but the first step is always you know i mean employer branding is 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 directed to potential employees 
your current workers, your current colleagues are where your audience, where you, I'm sorry, your co-workers are where your audience, where you want your audience to be. Okay. Did that make sense? <laughs> it uh, actually so, made sense, yeah. Yeah. So you need to look at your co-workers and, and think that, okay, uh, I want more people to be like them, to come in and, and, mm -hmm. and I want, so I need to put them out there so people can see them. But I also have to listen to what they say because all the, the valuable insights will be there, you know. Uh, and then, of course, there's always trends and, uh, you know, uh, society is always changing. So, so things change and you have to be aware. That's our mm -hmm. job. Uh, and um, uh, and yeah, so the point I was trying to make in this big ramble is that uh, <laughs> I think that employer branding it pays to be uh, a little more subjective before being objective. You know, looking at listening to people talk before going to the numbers, because otherwise it might it, it might induce you in error. Uh, and it, it it's not um, uh, a good way to see if the storytelling uh, that you deployed is in accordance to your your brand and your EVP, because clicks and engagements don't tell you that. You know, people tell you that. So it, you need to listen. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think when when I worked in B two C, B two B, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought the other way around. I thought if I, I I get the numbers and then I listen to people, it will be more insightful because I can I can compare what they're saying to what I see in the numbers, and that is true. In that co context, in this context, context, I, I think it needs to be other, the other way around. You have to have the sense of of how people are are responding before you see the mechanics of how they respond. And I'll shut up because I don't think I will get any clearer than than this. No, no, no. It was actually very, very clear, and I, I think it's very unique the way that you involve them, you involve your people in the process because you're not just listening. You involve them, and not only again um, mm -hmm. in the beginning in. In the only phase that you are recording them or inviting them to participate, but you always listen to them afterwards when exactly. you already have the content created. And that's very interesting and also very meaningful from my point yeah, of view. It, yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, I think it's about creating a relationship and it's mm -hmm. also about creating... Um, we, we promote ourselves as part of our employer's brand, as a flat hierarchy company. And, and this is an illustration of that. We don't divide, you know, the communications team and, or the communications efforts from the, the rest of the, the company. It's meshed together. There's no levels to it, you know. We depend on them as much as they depend on us, you know. And... Um, we're just living by that principle is that, uh, okay, we are the marketing team. Our work is different. Our backgrounds are different. We are different people. Uh, but regarding our work, 
the 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 frontiers mesh and there are l l lots of instances where people came up to us with ideas for content people who for example do sports and they would like to have uh, shirts with something as simple as, as having shirts on their back when they're playing paddle or uh, road trips that they do stuff like that so context comes to us really easy because of this uh, effort to 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 create this relationship of, of no walls you know no no nobody knocks exactly. on our door you know uh, and so when when we talk about flat hierarchy uh, usually to the developers, that means that they're, you know, no unit manager, the project manager is not above you and stuff like that. And that makes sense to them. Uh, to me, in my experience, what I found is that my work is a lot freer and um, my access to content is a lot more simplified. It's it, it makes my work really easy. Sometimes there's too much content for me to manage or in my team <laughs> and we have to say no to people and people get sad. It's it's uh it's heartbreaking because i've worked in places where i would you know lose sleep trying to find co uh, content and um yeah but yeah uh, this to say that um uh there's a reason why i think that our culture works and this is it in my personal case you know thank you so much Philippe. i no could spend hours here talking and i think we're over our limit but <laughs> thank <laughs> Sorry you so about that. much <laughs> no, no it was my pleasure don't apologize uh, it was very interesting hearing you and thank you a lot for your time for your great contributions it was thank really you. good no, to have you here <laughs> it's a pleasure whenever you want it's a lot of fun i always like to talk to you. and for you that are listening to us i hope you enjoyed it um Sorry about the time, but for me, it was very interesting to hear. And if you need, DM us with feedback to improve. Follow us and see you in the next episode.